Hello and welcome to the Vet Space Ireland podcast with your hosts, myself, Michelle McGuire. And I'm Hazel Mullen. This episode is very kindly sponsored by our recruitment partners, Lloyd and Cowan, and you can find all their details in the show notes and on our partners page on our website. On today's podcast, we've none other than John Fitzpatrick, who is been avoiding coming on this podcast for a long time but we finally nabbed him and we're very very happy to have him on the podcast to talk about all his adventures up north and being a mixed animal vet. Hi John and welcome to the Best Space Ireland podcast. How are you and how are all things up north? Hello Michelle, hello Hazel, how's it going? Um, very good, thanks for having me on. Um, welcome. It's been a long time coming John. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of discussion about Vet Space Ireland, so it's have to come on and see what the story was. <laughs> we tried harassment, bullying, lots of tactics to get you on here. I'm just worried yeah. when I say something either stupid or nobody will understand my northern accent, so that was why I was avoiding it. <laughs> oh, no, I think now you'll be absolutely fine. And, you know, I think it's, it's, yeah, we have been like, John, when are you coming on the podcast? Because you've, you've been such a supporter of Space Ireland. So thank you so much. Since the start, you it's have a, been an ambassador. So it's about time. It's so much work you have to put into it. So much time. Yes. Much effort. That's such a true. professional setup, though, for our ladies. It is so professional. <laughs> <laughs> it you. should be a lot more professional because we have all the gear, but everyone knows that, yes, we have no idea how to work. <laughs> yeah. um, so someday we will learn. That's like, me, my, that's like my veterinary career. Like I should know more what I'm doing. I have all the gear, but still don't know what I'm <laughs> Oh, I think we all have those moments though, don't we? So, yeah. oh yeah, we're doing okay. But um, John, tell us all about your veterinary journey so far and how you came um, to where you are today. You know, I was listening to some of your podcasts and like the veterinary journeys are like hilarious. They're like, you know, went to like America, became an intern, resident. And I, I'm coming on being like... Yep, I went to UCD and became a vet, and that was it. <laughs> and I was starting to start, John. Don't minimize it now, John. Like, that's no, really, I went to UCD, really difficult. I went to UCD, and, <laughs> to UCD and UCD was class. Um, do, you, do you, like, UCD was, like, had a great crew in it, you know, of my year was class. Like, they were great fun, and um, lectures were great, and really enjoyed UCD. Um, like, to the point of, I'd say, usually it's like one of the best. Like, I know it's uh, people say that about their own universities. But I thought UCD was great. Like, uh, highly recommend it for any students coming through. Um, then, How much are you getting paid for that, John, now? Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a voice. You should have had Owen Ryan on. Like, uh, there's Marika, there's oh, Catherine, yeah. Catherine Carty, there's serious big dogs. And you serious, see yeah. Serious yeah, we're big. very lucky. Um, because and and Richard Ryan and things were in your year weren't they were they the same year as you Richard Ryan was definitely my year yes um I don't wouldn't be allowed to talk about many of the stories involving Richard Ryan on a, like a public podcast but yeah we had a lot of a lot of fun in UCD <laughs> oh I could I could only imagine and were you before UCD did you grow up on a farm or what was your yeah we have a beef farm at home um so we only have we don't have that many cows, but um, the father likes to keep some good cows, some good stock, you know. Um, he's cut back in anything that's either mad or a wee bit more like dodgy. So, no, he's built up a, a nice wee herd of uh, 
suck calves and cows and stuff. It was nice to go up on a farm and it definitely pushed me in that direction towards um, towards veterinary. You know? Was that um, what made you decide like the fact that you were or was it were you always like it's always going to be veterinary for me or were you just like when did you make the decision um, I suppose? Okay yeah for as long as I can remember veterinary was was it. Um, I suppose I remember seeing a section at some stage and I thought that was really cool like when I was like 10 or 11 or something like that and I remember thinking like that's amazing. The uncle's a vet too and he so I've seen his sort of lifestyle and yeah I just always I've never thought of doing anything else. And like the parents have always been classed to like back me. If I said to my mother I was going to be an astronaut to be fair, she would have been like, "Yeah, great, it's great, go for it." But <laughs> I'll ring up NASA. I'll get you in. <laughs> no, they were very good, and so we're saying, "Yep, if that's what you want to do, go for it." So um, we, uh, yeah, that's. I can't remember thinking of anything else to do. Um, if I hadn't passed my like A levels or whatever, I probably would have gone back and done it again because mm-hmm. I couldn't think of anything else to even put down as an application. You know? Funny story about that, actually. My uncle, being the vet, told me, I asked him, like, what do I need to do for my A-levels to get in the veterinary? And he's, like, old school. He's, like, I don't know what age is. He's older. Don't tell him that. But I want to do technology. And then he was, like, oh, yeah, that should be fine. You probably don't need biology. And didn't ask any further questions to any, like, proper people. Um, Yeah, it turns out you do need biology for 95% of the universities in the UK. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was very lucky to get into Dublin in the end because they didn't care. They just wanted four A-levels. But yeah, I was, <laughs> was lucky to get in, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't have biology either, John. And Nottingham was the only one. Well, I had to do an extra year because I didn't have biology. So yeah, biology is important. Yeah, <laughs> key point there, biology is important, <laughs> yeah. Um, and John, so after, so UCD, you had the time of your life. Yeah. And... You graduated, and what um, did you do next? I went to Jerome, um, of all places. Like, never thought if anybody asked me 20 years ago, where are you going to end up? And if that answer would not have been Tyrone. <laughs> um, but so, I went... The so big you're not town. from Tyrone? No, no, I'm from County Down. Oh, right, okay. Uh, Kilkeel County Down, it's just in the coast. It's just beside Newcastle. Okay. Um, originally, but... The plan was to come, go and do my mistakes in Tyrone and come home. Um, so I was sort of planning to go up there for six months, and that was uh, nine years ago, ten years ago. <laughs> Qualified in what, 2012. So, yeah, so it's going well so far. Um, uh, yeah, I'm loving it. Became a partner in 2018. Um, so, and been working away ever since. So it's always been the same practice, has it, John? I've never worked anywhere else, which is, it's pretty unique for the North from chatting the different, pretty unique for veterinary in general, I think. Um, maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe it's a good thing. It's hard to know. Um, it would we be had, nice. Eamon O'Connell was the same, um, wasn't he, Hazel? Yeah. He, yeah. Um, him and Aidan, who are the partners in their practice, the Movesh, they went there and did um, soil practice, had the job before they finished and have never left either. So they're doing pretty good, doing pretty well. So I think it's more common maybe than people realise. It's, it's nice because you get to know the clients. Obviously, the mistakes you make, they'll remind you of like 10 years later. But 
Um, I think I've got past that stage now where to sort of like are back to, you know, fully trust you after like any wee issues you had maybe in the first year, which we've all had. <laughs> and how many people in the practice, John? Uh, we've actually got a pretty solid team at the minute. There's there's four vets. We probably could take a fifth, but it's always been four vets in my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been solid for about a year now, which is nice. Um, and I think they're all for staying. Well, I hope they're all for staying for foreseeable future. So, um, yeah, it's a nice wee practice. It's like a country sort of vibes practice and very sort of family orientated Um yeah, so it's, it is a nice week practice and it was very hard to leave because the support I got throughout from start to, to now has been, you know, really, really good. So, um, yeah. And it's so important, that support, isn't it? So that just shows that you were just very happy and, and okay, yeah, so yeah. Tell, yeah, tell us about the transition from being an assistant to a partner. That always amazes me, like. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, the, it was a combination of, you know, working towards that and just it turned out that the older partner was leaving you know there's probably been three or four people before me that were sort of at my stage that just sort of the option didn't come up and then they sort of just moved on but it just landed in my sort of lap so I just um, went for it but it's a different world now and being a partner as just you know going to work in the morning going home like it's really 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 different Um, good ways and bad ways like definitely um like nobody teaches about VAT and money and buying and selling and rebates and like who knew what a rebate was until like you know what I only found out the other day crazy stuff like (laughs) why do you not just sell it to you for the actual price and then you get you know what what's what's the point but yeah they're worse than university like a course on like well I suppose you wouldn't at that stage remember or you wouldn't have listened but it would have been nice to have a rough idea of like partnership or like business running. Like it's crazy. You're trying to run a business that you've never been trained in anything business. It's mad. Like, but it's That's why I have a job. What? That's why <laughs> yeah, I have exactly. a job. It's only in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, the staff, the guards in the office are like amazing. They just keep me like out of jail and uh <laughs> um, yeah they're class they're like they've seen it all before and they're just um they're keeping you right just in terms of business and money and all that sort of side of things what are the positives john like just say someone is listening to you now and they're thinking about buying a park or buying into their the practice they're working in or maybe setting up on their own like would you recommend oh, it oh, yeah here it's great yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> say that sort of reluctantly but yeah I definitely think there's more of a positive side to it than a negative see the the north of Ireland has been hit with uh, corporates recently which is a big like topic up here maybe not as much down south Mm -hmm. so it really changes the dynamic up here Uh, the old school mentality of like become a vet work 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 get up become a partner has sort of like went out the window a wee bit Mm -hmm. um but I still think it'd be nice, it's nice to own your own practice. You know, you can make decisions and you have it there for like, I've uh, two small children now and hopefully one day I can maybe pass it on if they ever are, are mad enough to do veterinary. Um, like it's just something to have. It's nice to have your own business at the end of the day and try to make it like better and you know yourself. It's just... What's the worst thing? Asking people for money. 
<laughs> oh, okay. I hate asking people for money, you know, especially people, farmers are hilarious, like, you know, um, but I hate it. I just hate it. Uh, I wish, I just wish I could just go calve cows and go home in the evening sometimes, but mm. that's the, that's the only sort of like really, really like crappy side of it, you know, um, but the positives outweigh the negatives and that's just one that's just part of business I suppose you have to you have to collect money the odd time <laughs> keep the thing going yeah I think I'd I'd struggle a lot with that as well I'd be kind of like I know now it might be the best month but you know oh, a little yeah. bit of a few bob there would be great <laughs> um, yeah and they're like uh, I don't have it they're like oh no, no problem no Thanks problem for the <laughs> Oh, like, don't, don't, you, don't you worry about I'd be it like so bad i'd be oh, so bad yeah michelle's like what so it could be nightmares no, it's, so it's a like I, I, I love when a farmer is like I, I, oh what can you take off of that there now and can you take this off of that and i'm like uh do you think this is the same vincent de paul like yeah like <laughs> where have you ever run into a shop for a bottle of milk and be like mm, 120 nah, nah. <laughs> yeah I'll give you a pound for it there. Like, you know, imagine, <laughs> like, I say that all the time. Like, it's God. Oh. But then, like, I, you know, my dad is a farmer, and like, we, I would always like, so when I was working in Abbeville, and my dad, I'd be, I just hand like the check, the blank check to my manager and be like, you know, be kind to us, sort us out there. <laughs> and she'd be like, oh, this is the most stressful check I've ever yeah. received because. No matter what I put down on it, Hazel's going yeah. to be disappointed. You can't win, like, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, my father on the other side of the coin has, like, his, like, 20 cows, and he's literally driving down the road after the vet with money, basically, to pay. Oh. You know, he's... You know, there's yeah. them, them sort of people that, like, you want to pay before you leave the yard, and, like, you can't get out of the yard before. Like, yeah, yeah. It's funny, but... I remember there was in Kerry, there was a real tradition of coming in on Christmas Eve and paying off the bill for the year. So Christmas Eve was the busiest day in the (laughs) office. The day you want to get away at like one o'clock. No, everyone. And I was just like, what is going on? But it was just the the tradition and it was quite lovely. But yeah, I just they picked Christmas Eve anyway as the day. So yeah, Um, yeah, we're something similar. Yeah. And uh, do you ever find Hazel that like do you charge for people on farm? Do you ever like have to add up in your head and what something is and actually like oh, it's so hard actually about very seldom and it's generally only TB tests that you can literally tot yeah. up quite easily. Or if you're at like a call that's maybe like a very a small holder or something, and you just I generally like rang up and was like, uh Anna. What do I charge? Because I've no yeah, idea. And then, but, then, but then they're like, that's, <laughs> you have no one else to ring up, Ollie. <laughs> then they're like, that's that's one hundred and twenty pound. You're like, what? <laughs> and then you're like, uh, you turn to the farmer and you're like, uh, I'm sorry about this, but you know, it's, oh, yeah. Please don't oh, ever Michelle apologize. Hates that. Jesus, yeah. yeah. I, I'm so bad at charging people. No, for stuff. I I'm gonna have to ring you during the week and have a good chat with you now. This is not this is not okay. Bet, yeah, your I veterinary just, degree was so free. bad. Like even though that's. You know, yeah, I know, like, you don't mind putting it down. It's funny when you don't see it, you're like, you don't worry. But see, when you actually have to say to the person, you know, that's, I hate that. But that anyway, that's the most. We literally thing. had a conversation, Michelle and myself, today about that. So, yeah. Michelle definitely needs to ring you about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a few yeah. tips oh. on how to manage <laughs> communication costs with your farmers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, John, what um, have, what kind of, 
in your opinion, and I know you mentioned the corporates there up the north, what do you think are, whether they're good or bad, I don't know, what do you think are the biggest challenges? We've got a few tricky questions now to get through. Um, what do you think um, are the biggest challenges facing the industry kind of at yeah. the minute from your point of view? I wouldn't say corporates are like a bad thing or it's hard to know like if they're a bad thing or a good thing. Um, it's just my worry is if you're a partner in a practice and you sold out to corporate, like all the corporate practices are still in the old school mentality of being led by partners. Mm-hmm. But when see all them partners retire, I just don't know how that's going to go. You know, uh, that's my only worry. Like, well, there's still be, I suppose it'll be clinical directors directors but it's different when you're like an employee still then yeah i don't know but i think the biggest issue is vets obviously um large animal vets is becoming impossible especially i don't know what's like down south but oh bad we have we have bad. a full full thing now but like um it's impossible to get a large animal vet um there's like it's really impossible i don't know how large practices do it you know imagine you're a 10 person practice and down three or four vets like it would be and then you're not going to get a vet because they see that and then they're like, well, the rota is like terrible. So and that is a big issue and it's going to become worse over the next few years, um, I'd say. But don't know what we're going to do about that. Yeah. Um, Watch this space. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, There's chat about a, a veterinary, uh, what do you call, college being built in the north. I don't know if that's going ahead yet or not, but there, it is chat is about um, I definitely think a, another vet school would I don't know would it solve everything but I think I just feel like we are exporting a lot of our yeah. our students and it would be nice to keep some of them in the country and train them the way we want to train them and yeah. the standards that we want and yeah just, I just think that just put Owen Ryan and Catherine Carty in a room with loads of people of, and then just follow them around for like a year and like you'd have class vets like do you think if the I work with Catherine Cardi. Sorry, that's why I forgot to say that. She was. Do you? Do you? She was one of my. Sorry, Catherine. Here, she sort of taught me a right bit. You know, um, she worked in in the practice with me, um, so she was like a inspirational character to work with when you're like a new grad. Yeah, so she's super. They're so lucky to have the fine years now. Like to have what they have. Mm. Um, but what are we chatting about? But we de- we're talking about keeping Challenges. the vets. And oh, yeah. I, I think that I know it would be great to have another vet school, but there's no, I don't think there's any shortage of vets graduating. It's keeping them into uh, practice. I, I think one of the statistics we heard at, vets, yeah. at, at the London Vet Show, and I know this is the UK, was 50% of vets now within five years are leaving clinical practice totally by good luck. And I'm doing what? 50% doing anything like- else. Some of them are going training in other things, John. Yeah. They're going back to do, I don't know, pharmacy or medicine, or they go off and do a business degree. Or it's mad. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, have a, I have a friend that's a doctor. I'm a vet. Like, how cool is that? She's like now fully qualified in both. Um, but And yeah. I went to with a girl who was a physio and a vet. And mad. yeah. Like once I finished my final exam, I was not for doing another exam ever in my life, ever. Like, <laughs> you know, that was, I'm definitely not like, you know, you, you chat to, to Dara there, you had him on there a while back, um, doing his like, you know, 
internships and stuff and like uh his derm cert his derm cert is right like that's crazy studying um but no not for me definitely not um and it's good for people to hear that yeah like it's good that we're all a little bit different did you did you do the derry you heard sir did you no, I did the Edinburgh um, Advanced Practitioner, but I have one more module in February. Like that's, even the thought of that would, would stress me out. Like, do you know yeah. what? I didn't anticipate how stressful it was and I didn't anticipate how working and having a, you know, a life and the farm and everything at home and like how different it is than being in college and being able to go to the library and not yeah. have, you know, it's, oh, yeah, right. it's, Hats to, off sit, to, people. to sit down for a few hours like you did in university and study like it'd be so yeah. hard so yeah hard I had to take study days I literally couldn't manage I was like I'm just going to use my CPD days as study days because I couldn't fit it in yeah yeah um but I am a procrastinator so I'm just looking at me kind of going you just need to focus Hazel. yeah but no I'm the same I can't talk like I'll be like I've got 10 things to do but I'll nap first <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. oh well Oh, um, advice for new grads, John, actually. Um, advice for new grads. Well, you did a great post like, on Instagram the other day. You, you, um, that, was my was sort that? Of, that was my sort of like ambition for Instagram was to sort of help um, new grads sort of. But mm. um, advice, is, it's a hard one to, to tell people. Um, like there's so many things. Um, I suppose the first thing is to go somewhere that's like, friendly and you have people there that's going to help maybe somewhere that you have somebody that you know it's very nice just for like literally someone to talk to in the first year like the first year is dark <laughs> no matter who you are it's a it's a it's a rough year um so you just need as many as much support around as possible um I suppose sedate absolutely everything in our general that would be my main i wish i had sedated way more when i was younger like i sedate literally anything that moves um, yeah good good advice the fear of something falling down you soon you soon get over that fear you're like yeah no i don't want to get killed and Let's if it falls go. down sure what odds it's a section yeah. do it down like it's not the yeah. end of the world um yeah always assume a cow's calving oh i like story. that one yeah i have a great story with that um i was out to a farm in literally my first week and a farmer said um a cow down and blown and I went out and I was like, yep, the car is blown, has pneumonia, went to the car, threw up my hexasol, come back, walked towards the cow and seemed like two feet sticking out the back. <laughs> and I like had to really casually say, you know, we'll calve her first and then I'll treat the pneumonia as if it was like, oh, I knew what she was calving. Yeah. So yeah, always check a cow's calving. Twisted calve beds, like it's very hard, very easy to miss. So do it on Ryan, full clinical exam. From, that's the best advice I can give so you don't miss anything because you will miss stuff no matter how good you are but try to avoid it um, what else is there don't leave a rubbish in the farm I hate vets that leave like you know like your water green gowns and I see you at home like I hate when vets do that just like rip off everything and just throw it in the corner like it's not hard to um, farmers appreciate it too I think I know that's not like a veterinary related thing but um, it's all about relation like forming yeah. that yeah, good relationship though yeah um, mm. treat them like you would want to be treated type thing and Richie Ryan once told me um, take pride in your veterinary you know take pride in like your stitches and you know the way you leave things and tidy and Richie Ryan's a great man though so he's a lot of like inspirational <laughs> quotes but that was one of them 
and then um, do a big R as he does yeah, with his yeah. spray. Yeah. And, um, another inspirational thing I was told one time was always go into a yard sideways. So like go tip out to the call nice and handy, but make sure you're flying. They'll think you're crazy busy. Um, so that's, that's oh, like, oh, you mean like shut your Jeep, you're coming in the gate sideways, you're yeah, going like so fast. Just, just barely missed the, the gate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's where I was going wrong. I'd always like stroll in and no, how like, are you? <laughs> take your coffee as you as you know you do love Hazel and just tip out the road and then put your coffee into the coffee holder, drop right. it into the third gear and just just barely miss the pillars as you drive into the gate. <laughs> few pebbles rolling behind you up in the air. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. And they're like, holy crap, you must be busy. Shit, holy shit, you're busy today. And you're like, yep, yep, flat out, flat, always flat. <laughs> I suppose you don't have a time for a cup of tea. Oh, never say no. Never say no. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, Great on. advice. They'll be quoting you, John Fitz, now next. Well, they're all second quotes I've got from people over the years. Sure. Like, um, but in terms of coming into the yard sideways, another one from Richie Ryan, which is makes you think. And I remember telling him I was going to a call really fast one night, like obviously within the speed limit. And he said to me, um, you know, if you go to a call 20 minutes away and you go at like 70 mile an hour on average versus 60 mile an hour on average, you, you might save yourself like, what, 30 seconds? Which is, so what's the point? You know, you didn't, I, I've never thought of it like that. So there's no real point in like wrecking yourself to get, there's no real emergencies in large animals, like proper, proper emergencies. Well, there's a few things that you need to get to sharpish, but... Um, mm-hmm. I'm saying this, but I still fly to everything. <laughs> but, um, I, love get, I love to get calls done. I don't know about you, you or like, you know when a call comes in, I, I maybe some people sit and have a cup of tea and like, I'll go out to that in a while. I can't do it. I can't settle until I'm out the door and the call is done. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah, it's a good feeling though. It's nice to, and it's nice when you do a couple in a row, like if you start at yeah, eight yeah. o'clock and, you get to 11 and you've done like three or four calls and it's like, yeah, yeah. can I have my coffee now? Are you growing, is that, is this a Movember? I'm just noticed. Um, is this a Movember? Is this a Movember? No, no, no. It's just, no. it's just really, no, this is just really, no, this is just really badly. Like uh, I, I currently have a look for a podcast, not a look for like, um, because uh, like John, John, <laughs> sort of John is like screens. hiding half his face below the screen, and all I see is this mustache. But actually, he's got like a full-on beard. So never mind. Yeah, let's just Ignore say me. I'm glad it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, no, John. I think that's really good. Like, I think that, and I think your Instagram is is super. Like, I think you you have influenced a lot of um large animal vets and showing like you you do show that the the good and the bad and you kind of make good jokes oh. and I, I always enjoy like I always like I always enjoy your Instagram because like it's it's yeah uh, there's always something it's, interesting coming up <laughs> it's a double-ended sword isn't it a double-edged sword like it's mm. good some days and some days it's a torture like isn't it it's is just a torture mm. but like if you can help somebody with some sort of like wee hint or tip it is it's cool like like yeah 
yeah, it's, it's hard to know if it's like we got a vet out of it. Uh, that's the only positive. Yeah, uh, like girl Eleanor was like, uh, "Here, do you need a vet?" And I was like, "Yep." And she'd be like, uh, "Can I have a job?" And I was like, "Yep." Not really yeah. Full <laughs> process. <laughs> I was like, "You vet?" Yeah, and she's like, "Yep, I'm a vet." And I was like, "Yep, that's the end of that." <laughs> <laughs> Well, and she's like are you are you john fitz from instagram that genuinely was how the interview went like you know and then she started i think the next week <laughs> oh brilliant no keep doing keep it up anyway john yeah You're doing, it's a it's and it's nice to have um i know i don't pull as many calves and do many sections anymore so it's nice to you know get a little bit of fomo every now and again on instagram so yeah go ahead <laughs> your biggest life lesson um I have no idea what my biggest life lesson is. Um, it's supposed to be civil to farmers, to everyone. But if you're civil to farmers, it makes it a lot harder. Um, farmers, you ever see, like, yes, let's say you've seen it too, like farmers get really stressed out sometimes. Um, so it's, it's good to be sort of like nice to them, really, as much as possible mm. and helpful as much as possible. Um, yeah, and sometimes a lot, lot more going on behind the scenes than you may know and sometimes it's nice to just say how are you and then look uh, you know it is nice to ask someone how they are and you know because you can nearly tell when there's something amiss because you you kind of know them so well that when there's something up you get like a sixth sense Mm. it's like when you go in the drive in the yard and you know it's not the right yard yes yeah, because no one's looking for you. <laughs> you're like, you know, hello. You've never been before, but you know you're not in the right place. It's like a veterinary six. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, that's just be civil if you can. Um, and help farmers. Like, help them move a cattle or open a gate. Or don't be one of these vets that, like, stands back and be like, you know, I'm going to stand here until you have everything ready for me. Um, mm. Try to be as helpful as possible. I just get bo- you know, by the crush. That's like, nice. I'm... Yeah, close the back back gate, open the front gate, yeah. and you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's um that's a good a good life lesson. Be civil, be nice. Yeah, that's probably the best. Um yeah, that's probably the best advice I have. So John, we're kind kind of um coming to kind of our nice part of the podcast where we talk about your hobbies and what you do outside of veterinary and you know, I know that you've got two little kitties and you were yeah. putting up the Christmas tree the other day and yeah, we, it was all yeah, very yeah. exciting. So we tell us all about that side of your life and what you do. Um, yeah, I've, winding. Uh, I have a wonderful wife and two wee children. One's two and a half and one's like six weeks. So oh eight, weeks. Right, eight weeks. Oh, congratulations. Um, yeah, it's mayhem, but... Uh, the squeezers are coming out. That's no more, and that's the game over. Not game that's the game. No. No um, but yeah, uh, outside of veterinary, I suppose um, I play a bit of football. I played a lot of football until like the last few years, where it got too busy. Um, I love the ski skiing's class. Um, like the vet ski every year was like the best thing ever. So much Jägermeister, just so much, so much Jägermeister. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now, now it's more like family. It's like, I really need to get back into some sort of exercise because I'm really feeling it these days, not like getting out as much as I used mm-hmm. to do because I used to be like training three, four times a week and now it's 
Um, but it's more family oriented now, just home, children, and uh, have the crack with them. Really, that's the main main drive these days. Um, and life goes through those kind of cycles, doesn't it? You know, like there's a time in your life you know where I'd say that. You know, getting the cycle of that. What? <laughs> what? I was just saying that I was just saying that life goes through cycles like that that you know yeah. you don't you you're probably really active at some stage in your life and then and then you know when maybe the kids get a little bit older you'll have a bit more time and you might get back into it and yeah so look yeah. I just think it's just do what you can isn't it yeah, yeah exactly exactly and you like going home on the farm as well don't you John yeah yeah um, get home as much as I can but it's, it's really hard these days to get time really and the father's actually chatting with dogs and cattle and I really need to get home to do that your funniest veterinary moment what are we what are oh, we thinking um, funniest veterinary moment I was I was it's hard to know <laughs> it's hard to know what's like funny and what's just mayhem um, <laughs> we like a bit of mayhem a bit of okay. mayhem yeah I probably, I probably went I went to a cab one night it was probably the maddest story I have rather than the funniest um <laughs> And it was about 10 o'clock on a summer's night. It was sort of like um, coming, the sun was going down. It was sort of wee bit dull. Drove into this lad's yard and nobody about. And I was like, that's strange. He usually has the place set up. And I got out of the car and I heard this like banging, like metal on metal. And I was like, what the hell is that? Looked up onto this like mountain and he was up the top of the mountain with a cow lying and he was behind it. So I got my gear together and tracked up and I got closer and he was sledging a crowbar into the ground. Like farmers do mad stuff when they're, when they're stressed out. He was sledging a crowbar into the ground and tying the ropes to the crowbar. And then like trying to like wedge the calf out using the crowbar. And then the cow was like jumping up. So it ended up just a cow running around the mountain, dragging <laughs> behind the crowbar. It was <laughs> <it's> madness. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my, oh my god it took, us, it took us an hour to get it down to the yard and then like it was a section obviously but i think his plan was that he would shoo the cow up and you know the crowbar and the ropes would like pull the calf out i don't know what his plan was but farmers do mad stuff like they get too stressed out um yeah pretty much oh i ran god. over i ran over like one of our biggest dairy farmers dogs in the first visit that ever that was traumatic but <laughs> And Dislocate. did it survive? Oh yeah, desiccated his hip. It was a good, a good, uh, good experience because I got to put a hip in in my first week. It went back <laughs> in, thankfully. But, like you can imagine, like the wife coming out crying, like I'm trying to be like, oh hello, I'm the new vet, and it was all very, oh, all very traumatic. <laughs> Sorry oh, about oh. your dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's like tra- what. That's what um, you know, Mita Osborne's. Uh, wasn't it me to said always have the car facing for road in her uh, yeah, yeah just, so just get in the car and run <laughs> yeah mad stuff um oh. he's, have you ever stuck a calf have you ever what stuck a calf what's that what does that mean like as in hip locked a calf oh yeah um i have never done it but what never a farm a farmer did it and I had to go but luckily I was called the calving and by the time I got there he didn't stop pulling so he actually pulled the calf and it got hip locked but actually when he rang me the calf was actually in so 
so I was very lucky I was like oh my god oh my god and then I got away with one one time and I was but it is one of the worst things oh. isn't it because what do you say it happened it's only happened to me once like properly 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 yeah. like two farmers standing with two buckets of hot water ready to do a section and I decide to pull now that is traumatic like <laughs> that would put you off that me for life so what um, happens yeah. first People who listen yeah. who aren't large animal vets like yourselves, what what actually happens so, in this situation? Well, I don't even know if you get into this. It's pretty simple, <laughs> like, but a, a calf gets stuck at the coming out of the coming out of the cow, and okay. uh, like there's no other way to get the calf out apart from cutting the calf up. Oh right, okay. Um, it's pretty really 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 traumatic for all involved, especially if they want a section. So, uh, big big advice to new grads section everything if you're anyway worried you can't Owen Ryan special you can't be wrong with a section you cannot be no. wrong with a section yeah that's but, good advice uh, always a wire yeah. in your car too because there's nothing worse than sticking a cab and then not be able to do anything about it that's <laughs> that's another traumatic bit of advice <laughs> but, oh uh, yeah John, but, uh, you've no suffered a lot of trauma. Negative, <laughs> negative point. <laughs> yeah, maybe, more, more, maybe. more insane stories than funny stories. I think, have you any like, more? I think you have a whole book, I'd say. Oh, large animal, like you have to have this like uh, mad way of like, uh, what's the word? Um, getting out of situations. So like you have to like assess the situation. You're like a problem solver sometimes in a large animal pet. And you get yourself in all these mad scenarios and you're like, how did I get here? Um, and yeah. another Fergal Hill quote, I don't know if you know Fergal Hill, but he once said to me, if you ever step back from a situation and just thought to yourself, what am I doing here? You know, why, how did I get here? Just step back and say, right, let's change this or do that or lift that. Or, but you just sometimes you get yourself in a wee like a narrow mindset and just keep going at that like a handling as they call it in the north or in Tyrone you get yourself mm. into many handlings <laughs> yeah especially cabin cows um I feel though like as a large animal vet as well a lot like I always call it the MacGyver moments when you kind yeah. of just just see something lying around the farmyard and you're like bring me that, that. <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah exactly that's exactly and you, you have to have that I think in large animal just a wee bit of like outside the box thinking to get yourself yeah. out of like you will get yourself like stuff stuck in crushes stuff upside down in crushes stuff trying to kill you stuff trying to kill the farmer um like it's just mad scenarios if you go into large animal <laughs> you will get yourself in all these crazy situations that people wouldn't believe you got yourself into but um they make for good stories yeah, like anything, anytime you have to use machinery is always a handling. Like if you have to use a handler or a tractor or to lift or do something um, <laughs> or grinders, <laughs> if grinders ever have to come out, you're really in trouble. I'm thinking of something that both needs a grinder and a tractor is when yeah. a cow, a bull or something with horns gets its head stuck in a round baler and you have to go and get the tractor yeah, to keep the round in baler in place. <laughs> And then you have to get the grinder to get the cow, and then obviously, and then sedation, obviously thrown in, and it's all fine. But yeah, yeah. that's yeah. always a good call. So back yeah. to sedate everything. Sedate everything. Get yeah. the tractor and get the grinder. 
try not to get yourself hurt or killed in the process is the main uh, main vibes and in, in like it's such a dangerous job it really is a, we were i was chatting to a few vets about this recently it's how many people do you know that have got a broken finger arm hit kicked yeah it's yeah, uh, my broken finger yeah you have to be so careful and how many times have farmers like forced you into the situation to do something that you know you shouldn't be doing like on safe when you're younger like and now you're just telling them you know where to go That's when you test that bull behind the gate that was always yeah. a good one Another good bit of advice that like, if you don't feel safe, do not do it. Just don't, because yeah, walk away. The prime example is a farmer saying, Oh, sure, Jimmy would do that, or that other oh. vet would do that, or you know, do not do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's so dangerous. Just just be careful out there, everyone. <laughs> be careful out there, exactly. Any last any any story you mentioned, Richard Ryan. Is there any story that you can tell that's you know, suitable, suitable for the podcast. Did Dara you say something about Richie and with his jersey um, when he first, I think Dara spilled some beans in his one, did he? About da- about Richie and his Kilkenny jersey or something when he first started in UCD. I can't remember. I have all these like, stories come through my head and I'm like really, really trying to think of any of them that are like <laughs> suitable. suitable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm coming up blank. <laughs> Um, no, but there was something. There was something in Dara's one, and you messaged in, and Dara was like, "That's the story for another day." But I can't remember what it was. You, you, you put it into our question box, and I can't remember. Um, me and Dara actually. Uh, I hope my mother doesn't miss this. Try to do 20, 21 Jager bombs on an AVS one year. Um, at once. How did that end up in the local regional hospital or? Uh, no, no, we were fine. Just, uh, well, no, we weren't fine. No, no, we weren't fine. No, that didn't, that didn't end well at all, actually. No. Don't do it, kids. Don't try to, that at home. Go to every AVS that you can. Do not miss an AVS. That yeah. is like, do, oh, I suppose they're not having this year. Maybe they're, maybe they're not. No, probably not. No. But yeah, go to AVSs. And um, Michelle, that's when we all bet just go to different vet schools around the UK and Ireland and just it's carnage but okay. it's good crack carnage yeah dressed up it's a sports weekend <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah inter inter university sports yeah I think yeah. there is a bit of rugby at some point or yeah, I, 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 remember, I remember being dressed as a convict playing football um yeah it was class <laughs> the year you guys came to Nottingham you were all dressed as Christmas trees and you, a lot of Dublin final years stayed in my Oh, yeah, that was house. a good one. That was a good year, actually. And we were finding <laughs> tinsel in our, for two years after. <laughs> Just all over the house. So thank you for that. No, no problem, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, thank you so much. Um, you've given us such a laugh tonight. And, you know, it's, it's lovely to finally get you on the podcast. And I no think problem. a lot of people will love to hear your story and your stories and keep up the good work on social media and with your practice and you know supporting the new grads and all you're doing so oh, hats off to you you're doing a great job i've seen yourselves you're smashing it um thank you for having me on that's been it's been enjoyable i think you've given some really good advice there like i've written them down because we'll share them someday as opposed just to remind people you know <laughs> we'll put it in quotes as per john fitz <laughs> Always assume a cow is calving. <laughs> John Fitz. 
2021. Yeah. <laughs> Wise yeah. words. Thanks. Thanks so again, much, John. Thank you for listening to the Vetspace Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and to find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie. I'd like to give a special thank you to Lloyd and Cowan Recruitment for sponsoring this podcast. To find out more about them, you can find a link to their website in the show notes or more information on our website under partners page. And don't forget, if you were listening to this podcast, to tag us on all your social medias at Vetspace Ireland and just give us a like and a share and just tell all your friends to have a look.